Travis Schreier of the BamaOnline.com staff following the media viewing periods. At Monday's football practice at the University of Alabama, the Crimson Tide out there. Now, the weather app insists that it is 88 degrees right now in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I guess it's around 3 o'clock. That's my guess right now. I'm going to dispute that information on the trusty old weather app. At least it feels a good bit warmer than that right now. Into the uh, mid-90s, I would guess. Lower to mid-90s with a real feel as a suspended one, James Spann would tell you. Uh, somewhere around triple digits, I got to think right now. But the Crimson Tide out there in shoulder pads and helmets, that's right, uh, bringing in some more pads as we move through the acclimation period that college football teams are required to navigate this time of year. Alabama, of course, coming off the fan Saturday. Uh, yeah, Saturday. We had media day. We had fan day over at Bryant-Denny Stadium. So uh, back at it on a Monday and you know some uh, things that about what you would expect uh, coming off a weekend practice a Saturday practice um, uh, offensively the offensive line pairing still look to be about the same and that's probably what you're gonna get through the first week or so get into that first scrimmage come out of that first scrimmage coming up and then maybe you're able to make um, you know, some, some changes, uh, look at some different combinations up front. We've certainly seen Alabama do that in the past, but right now it looks pretty much status quo from what we saw again at the end of spring uh, in Saturday's practice with uh, Chris Owens at center, Matt Womack at right guard, um, Jedrick Wills at right tackle, Neil Echior at left guard, Alex Leatherwood at left tackle. So you know, we'll kind of see how that goes. There are some young guys that you look at and you see the progress that they've made. A guy that impressed me in the spring and continues to do so in terms of you know, physically sort of the look he's taken on since really December, January is Pierce Quick, uh, which was a highly regarded guy coming out of um, Hewitt Trustville High School over in the Birmingham area, four or five star type guy. Uh, and he looks like he's, he's getting right to where he needs to be physically in uh, a group, again, 16 scholarship offensive linemen, pretty much all of them right now look the part. So uh, that tells you there's going to be a lot of competition, especially at those interior spots. Now, from an injury standpoint, we still didn't see LeBrian Ray, the junior defensive end out there today. We did not see Miller Forstall, the redshirt junior tight end. Not a surprise given the updates from Nick Saban here in the last little bit. So we continue to uh, await their respective returns, but did get an up close and personal look at the defensive linemen today. A lot of coaching going on there, as you might expect. Got some youngsters, guys like Ishmael Softshire, Byron Young, uh, and you know, learning how to, to take care of the little things, the details, um, how to practice really at this level, uh, especially when you consider that Softshire and Young weren't early enrollees. We talked about it before. They didn't have the benefit of that spring run of 15 practice practices that the uh, three other early enrollees did up front. But, you know, still a good-looking group even without LeBron Ray out there, Raquan Davis, um, DJ Dale. Justin Aboigby just does not look like a true freshman at all. Um, so, you know, those are your first three right now. But – you know, then you're coming with some more young and talented players, guys like uh, Antonio Alfano and uh, Stefan Wynn is a, a guy that's been around just for a little bit that has a chance, Christian Barmore. So there's quality in the numbers. It's just kind of seeing how that's going to play out from a competition 
standpoint as far as the rotation goes, but Darian Mathis played some important snaps last year. One of the more encouraging things I saw out there today, watching the outside linebackers with Sal Sunseri, uh, they worked on kind of a zone read drill uh, with those outside linebackers, you know, quarterback is either going to give or keep with the back. And you saw some things in terms of uh, start and stop ability and cutting from Terrell Lewis and Christopher Allen, for that matter, that gave you reason to believe that sort of what we've heard from Terrell Lewis in uh, the last few days about being back or even further along than he was, better than he was before the ACL injury, might be some validity to that. Looked to be moving around extremely well out there today, along with Christopher Allen. And again, no signs of those braces or, or things like that that we had seen back in the spring with either of those guys. Um, you know, we did talk about on Saturday, Trayvon Diggs, a bit of a concern there after fielding or trying to field a short punt in the fan day practice, came up a little bit lame, didn't really show any signs or ill effects from that. He did have uh, sort of a left leg sleeve on, but, you know, with these guys, that can be a day-to-day -day thing. That can be a, a aesthetics thing. That can be something they want to wear or not wear, but um, he was out there paired with Patrick Sertan going through those drills with the corners. And we did see some sort of split field work uh, with the secondary. It was kind of a group of ones at one point out there. Xavier McKinney at safety, Sertan at star, and Trayvon Diggs at, at corner. And then on the other side, uh, it looked like you had more of a twos pairing. Although Jared Maiden, he was out there with that group of uh, Brandon Turnage, who you know, did some nice things on Saturday, the true freshman corner from Ole Miss territory. Uh, right over there in the Oxford area. Um, Turnage, he, he certainly looks like the kind of corner that Nick Saban likes. He's not only in that six foot, six one range, he's got length. You know, he's got that wingspan that you like at corner, helps him in man coverage situations. And also, um, you know, when he's in recovery mode uh, in, in certain plays. But uh, we saw Turnage, we saw uh, Jalen Armour Davis in that group. Um, it's interesting at star because right now they've got three guys that could start at star, and I think Alabama would be just fine, whether it's Sertan, whether it's Trayvon Diggs, who we saw there last year, whether it's Shaheem Carter, uh, who certainly had some, some really nice moments at that position uh, last season, especially after Trayvon Diggs went down with a foot injury in Fayetteville. So a lot of different combinations going on back there. Uh, didn't really get a close look at quarterbacks, receivers. We saw the running backs across the field. Uh, they had a pretty – Charles Huff had them going through. It looked like a whole human bowling drill that he had them going through over there. He had one of those big look, – looked like a big, huge medicine ball. And he had the backs running towards him, and he's ro he's rolling the ball at them. And they've got to jump or hurdle it or, you know, make a move around the ball. It's kind of an open field drill that – Pretty cool to look at. You know, Huff has got some different things from guys that we've seen at the position, like um, Joe Panunzio, Burton Burns for so many years. But uh, he keeps those guys guessing with those running backs. Um, otherwise, that's probably about it in terms of items of particular interest. We did see former Alabama head coach Ray Perkins out there today. Ray's uh, kind of a – he's kind of a regular. Uh, around Alabama practices. Also, Pete Jenkins, the former, uh, among others, longtime LSU defensive line coach. We see Pete Jenkins out there a good bit. We saw him out there today. Um, 
I've got a wasp here. So if I suddenly shut this down, you'll know why. But yeah, Pete Jenkins and uh, Ray Perkins out there chopping it up, heard them. I think it may have been, which game would it have been? It was one of those mid eighties, Alabama LSU games. Um, 85 game, maybe, may have been the 85 game because they were talking about Mike Shul at quarterback. So could have been a couple of those games in 85, 86, but even 84. Um, but it's just interesting to see those guys. I'll tell you another thing that's interesting is just seeing guys like Mike Stoops out at practice on a regular basis, Major Applewhite out there, um, you know, and these guys serving in analyst roles and you're talking about former uh, power five slash FBS level head coaches and they're you know out there as analysts so it's always uh, different guys it seems like every year what do you got for me on this uh, on this Monday afternoon in Tuscaloosa anything before I get out of here question about the secondary could be special and very very physical yeah I think the pieces are in place for that uh, we talked about this on Saturday. You know, the top five or six guys I think you feel really good about going into a season. It's kind of been a little bit of intrigue, mystery about the fifth guy, I would say, more so than the, the four. And when I say the four, I'm talking about the top three corners with Sertan, Diggs, and Job, the one safety being Xavier McKinney, and then kind of how things will play out with Shaheem Carter and Jared Maiden. Um, you know, and we, we continue to see Shaheem even with the, the twos jump in there at star. And that's, again, you've got three guys that can start at star, and then you've got Jalen Armour Davis kind of as that fourth guy right now. Looks like he is, you know, spending a lot of his time inside uh, at the star position. So um, physical, sure. I mean, you look at just the size of these guys at corner, 6'2", 200 pounds, 205. Job is 6'1", 190, 195. Um, Xavier McKinney is is plenty big enough at the safety position. Same for Shy Carter. You know, the days of the sort of 6'2", 6'3", safety, 210, 215 pounds. Remember, we sort of had that stretch in the 80s into the 90s where you had some more bigger safeties. You don't see that quite as much anymore. Um, you might see some guys like Ronnie Harrison, you know, 6'2"-ish and, and some change, 210 or something. but. Landon Collins was a pretty big safety, but what you're seeing more and more of is um, kind of hybrid guys at safety because with offenses being what they are now in a lot of situations, those guys have to be able to drop down and play some man coverage. Greg, we didn't see the place kickers on Saturday. I think, though, you know, between Joseph Bullivis and the expectation that he should take another step, and then bringing in Will Reichard to compete with him. As you saw in the spring, Reichard certainly has a lot of ability. We saw on Saturday that Reichard may be a real threat to win the punting job. You know, I would say at some point in his Alabama career, whether it's this year or some point down the road, really good chance that Will Reichard will be a guy that handles everything for Alabama, punting, place kicking, the whole thing. Bryant, you know, that's a good question about Terrell Lewis, and it's something I'm going to touch on with the outside linebackers first thing tomorrow on BamaOnline.com is can these guys sort of come close to, you know, the 2016 group when you had Tim Williams, 
Brian Anderson, and then you had also Rashawn Evans as your third guy. What about these three guys with Anthony Jennings, Terrell Lewis, and now Christopher Allen with the Yabi Anoma moving on? I think those three guys in 2016 combined for just a little under 40 tackles for loss that season. Um, we'll see if these three guys can. I think if Anoma could have kept it the main thing, the main thing, and you could have started to maximize his ability between those four guys, you could have been looking at that. But um, it's it's just uh, you know it's a it's a question again of health. And if Terrell Lewis stays healthy, if Christian Allen stays healthy, and uh, Christopher Allen stays healthy, and Anthony Jennings, those three guys have that type of ability. If you're wondering, some type of uh, some type of rush event going on. That's right. It's that time of year. We're just a few days away from the realization of dreams and the crushing of hope. I've managed to avoid it. I think I'm going to go. So I consider myself hashtag blessed. Offensive line, Charlie, we kind of outlined it earlier. I still think, you know, we'll see. They'll go through a scrimmage, and then we'll kind of see – you know, how that group sort of works together. Um, you know, Deontay Brown, big picture-wise, uh, you're not going to discount him. You know, once you get to that last game in September and he's expected to be back at that point, I just don't think you can count him out of the mix um, for October. Really, that it's the first four games, so that fifth game is actually the last game in the month of September and then beyond. Um, but you got Landon Dickerson, the FSU transfer, you know, trying to get up to speed. I think Landon Dickerson, if he had spring practice, would be a much more viable candidate. And he still may be. We'll see. But um, – and they may just throw him in there in another scrimmage or two. But I think for this first scrimmage coming up, you're going to see kind of the group we've seen since the end of spring. Eddie Smith looks good out there, Michael. Um, they're just in a good situation at safety right now. Um, they've really helped themselves there in the last year or so uh, with Maiden sticking around and continuing to develop and the versatility of Shaheem Carter, Xavier McKinney becoming really their top safety over the second half of last season. Um, you know, he's in that mix. It's just that, uh, you know, they, they've got some experienced, talented guys there in front of him. Uh, but you continue to see him and Daniel Wright um, with the twos. They're probably – more along the lines of fourth and, and fifth safety right now. Um, if you talk about Xavier and then the group of Shaheem and um, and also Jared Maiden, uh, but you know, he's, he's learning, he's sticking with it. Shavers and Moody, the question. You know, Terrell Shavers is a guy that when you talk in that five through seven range, uh, at the wide receiver spots in the rotation, that's where he's really trying to battle right now. I mean, come on. You look at one through three, one through four, now with Waddle after last year, and now with John Mechie in that mix uh, for a spot right there behind that group, uh, you're looking at really good competition, kind of five through seven. Uh, Mechie, Shavers, um, Xavier Williams, Chadarius Townsend has moved back to that position. Um, Slade Bolden. It's good competition now. Look, Shavers has got a little different thing going with that 6'6 frame. Uh, but you still have to be able to get open. 
you know, and you, you know his footwork has improved, I think, but you know, that's where he's at a little bit of a disadvantage compared to so many of these guys that I call it unhinged hips, like like Waddle and and, and Judy. I mean, they they just have that ability to get incredible separation, um, you know, and and that's where Shavers has to use his body more to kind of get himself where he needs to be with defenders. Um, Jalen Moody. You know, last we saw of him on Saturday was kind of in that grouping uh, behind Moses and McMillan. When you talk about um, when you get to to Benton, Shane Lee, Cahoe, Moody, you know, they're kind of in that group. Christian Harris, a true freshman, really impressive looking guy physically. Price, I'd be surprised. And it's not based really on anything that we've seen in two plus days of this team. I mean, from Nick Saban back in the spring about the running back position, I, I would be surprised if Trey Sanders didn't, you know, have a real good shot at that third back role. And in some situations, maybe a second back. So, you know, I, I think that it's on the table potentially for Trey Sanders to be maybe a 100 carry guy in his true freshman season, or 100 touches might be a better way of putting it. but. You know, he's got to go out there and win it. You know, Brian Robinson, Najee Harris looks great. You know, I know there's a kind of undercurrent that is out there that Brian Robinson's going to surge to the top of the depth chart and be the guy. I think Brian has a chance to, to be right there, perhaps maybe with Najee Harris, but I can't see anything barring um, injuries that's going to preclude Najee Harris from being very much a part, very big part of this offense. So. Um, I still have Najee there at the top, and the expectation being that he'll be a guy that's north of 150 in terms of carries. Then you'll have Brian Robinson, Trey Sanders, maybe Jerome Ford, um, Keelan Robinson now. So, now we're asking about wakeboarding on the Q&A. Might be getting close to wrapping it up here. What do you think? Blake, it's it's tough to tell when you talk about freshmen that are impressing the coaches. I mean, obviously you can go back to the spring and DJ Dale is is you know, and the thing is about DJ Dale, sometimes you'll see guys flash in the spring and you're like, uh oh, they're making a little bit of a run here. Maybe to a second team, maybe even first team, like we saw DJ Dale. And then you'll come back out for the start of fall camp and between April and August, something didn't go right. You're not sure what it is, but they're not quite in that same spot that they were at the end of spring drills. Um, but that's not DJ Dale. DJ Dale's right where he was at the end of spring football. So he's obviously continued to do that. Um, you know, beyond that, I would I would say guys that right now look like they have a shot to impact the two deep, especially among the summer. Enrollees, I'd probably go back to Brandon Turnage. You know, I think he's got an opportunity, especially with the medical situation involving Nigel Knott. You've got school. Both those freshman corners have a real shot back there, um, I think, at that spot. Joe, I haven't noticed it uh, with Tua as far as the ankle goes. I, he seemed to he seemed to have pretty good feet going on Saturday in the uh, – in the open practice, they did some blitz drill stuff as a team that really puts the heat on quarterbacks. I mean, when you're in shorts and helmets and you're doing team blitz periods, 
that's about as tough as it gets for the offense. I mean, you really don't have any way of slowing people down. But, you know, I, I watched him in that, and the footwork seemed okay. Dennis, I talked about Paul Tyson on Saturday and sort of noticing that he seems to have made a real concerted effort in terms of getting the ball out. He's got a little bit of an elongated throwing motion to begin with. So when you combine that with the uptick in the pace of play at this level, uh, that can be problematic. But um, he seems to have really worked on his tempo in getting the ball out. And uh, I thought he looked good Saturday doing that. Yeah, Caleb, we talked about Justin Aboigby early. He's still looking like a guy that's uh, in that in that spot right now with Ray out. And again, I've got some defensive line footage that I'll put up on the website later, but um, just not a guy who looks like uh, a true freshman at all. Nick, in terms of how the defense looks in comparison to the last few years of fall camps, I would say depth at the defensive line position uh, looks a good bit better than, say, last year. Um, inside linebacker, uh, more of a concern than probably last year, and certainly not what we saw, you know, for a stretch of three or four years even before last year. Um, and I think the secondary is starting to take on more of a look of talented guys back there. Uh, Jimmy asking about Ben Davis. Uh, we saw Ben out there today, and we saw him Saturday. It looked like he was mixing in with the twos on some occasions, you know. And you know that's a thing with with a Noma moving on. I mean, for a guy like Ben Davis, uh, and even Jerez Parks, you, know, you you can't ask for a much better opportunity right now to to make a run at that at those twos than than what they've got. Yeah, I talked about Terrell Lewis earlier. He looked good. We're starting to – if you don't see this, by the way, live, if I don't get to you live, there's a good chance if you go back. And actually now with the Built by Bama online podcast, which this drops to in your library, if you subscribe to the Built by Bama online podcast, we're going to have all this covered for you. All right, gang, we're going to get out of here. I need to go change shirts. It's disgusting. It's a lot of fun, though. We got you covered at BamaOnline.com. Charlie Potter, as always, with an outstanding practice report for you at BamaOnline.com. Dina McMillan with photos. I'm going to have some practice video to go with you as well. You're going to be able to, again, access the Built by Bama Online podcast. You'll be able to catch this uh, if you missed it in its entirety. It's going to drop right into your podcast library. And while you're there, if you don't mind, while you're subscribing, Help us out with a review, if you don't mind. We'd appreciate that. We appreciate you being here. We appreciate you at BamaOnline.com. Keep it locked up, BOL, for continuing coverage of Fall Camp 2019. We'll be back with you here on IA tomorrow, Tuesday, August the 7th. Is that right? No. Tomorrow's the 6th. Yeah, August the 6th. There you go. Have a good one.